Good morning, and happy Easter. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone involved in the, the service this morning, all my fellow deacons for helping out, and our pastors for assisting with communion in the service this morning. Today, uh, we celebrate the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of the gospel. Jesus' name is... Jesus is a name that is celebrated and has honor in the Christian religion. Jesus also calls us by name. However, today it's becoming difficult to show our faith by proclaiming his name. The name Jesus has become offensive, politically incorrect to certain groups. These groups would prefer that the name Jesus is not mentioned. But our readings today suggest otherwise, that we proclaim to the world that he's our Lord and risen Savior. So why is, why is he named Jesus? The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus is, is, is a personal name and is a personal relationship that we can have with our Lord and Savior, just like Mary had in, in the video. In Matthew 1, 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. In John 4, 42, they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know this man really is the savior of the world. In Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under the heaven that gives to mankind by which we, which we must be saved. If you'd like to open your pew Bibles to uh, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18, this is what the, the video was based on this morning. It's from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 8. The Gospel of John uh, was written after the other Gospels. Um, the, this Gospel tries to fill in some of the gaps that, have, and it, that John saw from the other Gospels that were written beforehand as well as appeal to the Greeks and, and, and non-Jewish people. But he himself states that many times throughout his gospel, he wants to remind us that these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in, in his name. We know from, from Good Friday that at, at, at the cross, Mary Magdalene was present as well as John, the one who Jesus loved. Um, after Jesus' death, they didn't have time um, to give the Lord's body a proper burial. The Sabbath was, was rapidly um, approaching, so they had to take Jesus to the tomb uh, very quickly. Uh, they wrapped him in linen and prepared as best as they could. They barely had time to seal the tomb with a stone when the Sabbath was upon them. And the day even was work preparing the body for burial was forbidden. So they weren't allowed to prepare bodies even during the Sabbath time, which would be at Friday at sundown and would be through, you know, through Sunday morning. So the remainder of preparations had to be to wait until the Sabbath was over. We see in, in John's gospel that before the sun had even rose on the Sabbath, Mary Magdalene was already on her way uh, to the tomb to finish her labor of love and say her last goodbyes to her Lord and Savior. 
We can only imagine the thoughts and griefs of hopelessness that was going through her mind as she made the trip out to the tomb. We can only imagine the total helplessness and frustration that overcame her as she came to a tomb and saw that Jesus was no longer there. The covering to the entrance had been removed and the body was gone. Mary uh, ran to Simon and John for help. Now, the reason she probably ran to Simon and John was these were the leaders of the apostles. These were people that would know what to do. Um, so she ran to them. Now, they were probably hiding, and it sort of depicted that in the video that, you know, they looked out the door very cautiously uh, to see who was there. She told them, um, and she, she, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not where they have laid him. Peter and John immediately left for the tomb and conducted an investigation. We see in the video that John got there first and stood outside the tomb and looked in. But Peter, being the more aggressive person he has been through the Gospels, ran inside and, and took, a, took a closer look. And Mary you know, followed um, them to the tomb. Um, in, in the gospel lesson, lesson, we see that John said he saw and believed. And, that, and there also, there's a sort of a, a side text in there that says they still do not understand from the scriptures that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Which means that they hadn't received the spirit of God and didn't really understand the scriptures and didn't really understand what Jesus had been telling them through his whole time that he was with them for three years. That he must die and, and would raise again on the third day. They went home, John and Peter, leaving Mary alone at the tomb in her grief. The loneliness and helplessness of the whole affair overwhelmed Mary. She stood at the entrance to the tomb and wailed in her grief. As she cried, she looked in the tomb and saw the two angels sitting there. Mary's mind was clouded by the grief as she did not even realize who they were. They asked her, woman, why are you weeping? She answered, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Then she saw and saw the risen Lord standing before her. She said to, to, her, she said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She was focused on finding the dead body, and she didn't recognize the object in her search that stood right before her. She thought he was a gardener, and he might know what happened to the body. Sir, if you've carried him away, tell, tell me where you have laid him, and I will ask him, she begged. Then this is sort of an important point here. Then the Savior called her by name, Mary. Let me say that again. Then the Savior called her by name, Mary. The clouds lifted from her, and she lifted, she, light shone in, and all her sorrow melted away. Triumph replaced tragedy. Tears of joy replaced tears of despair. Mary's confession only needed one word, Rabboni, which means teacher. Mary must have wrapped her arms around Jesus in her, for joy and said, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. It was Jesus, as it was, it was as if Jesus said, You can't go, let me go now, I am not going anywhere just, just this minute. Then Mary, Jesus gave Mary a mission. 
Go to my brothers and say to them, I am sending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. As Mary greets disciples with the good news that Jesus lives today, today's gospel comes to an end. The gospel is fulfilled. A lot of times when we think about the gospel, we think about four books that we read in the Bible. However, in the old English, it means God spell, God story, or good news, which actually translates from the Greek, good news. The good news is that God has provided salvation through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today, we celebrate the fulfillment of, of this good news with the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Martin Luther writes, the gospel then is nothing but the preaching about Christ, the Son of God, and David, true God and man, who by his death and resurrection has overcome for us sin, death, and hell, and all men who believe in him. Furthermore, um, Luther called John 3.16 the gospel in a nutshell. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What he meant was that there was, what, there was one single sentence that captures the nature of God. This verse gets the job done. There are many things that help us understand the nature of God and guide us as we live our lives. But this Bible verse is filled with love and life and hope. So how can we be assured of Christ's resurrection? Well, Jesus' resurrection was foretold in the scriptures that we saw in our psalm reading today that was read earlier. But also in Isaiah 53, verse 11, he says, After he suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By this knowledge, by righteous servant will justify many. He will bear their iniquities. In addition, in our, in, our gospel, in our Acts reading today from Acts 10, Peter declares that he and others were witnesses to the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. In the gospel reading, John and Peter were witnesses of the empty tomb and believed. Mary Magdalene saw the Lord in the garden, and Jesus told her to tell the disciples. In 1 Corinthians reading, Paul passes along to us the gospel that he learned from the other Christians. He mentioned that Jesus appeared to Peter and 11 other disciples and more than 500 other followers. Finally, he appeared to Paul, although he was one of, wasn't one of the original disciples. Today, we have God's inspired word for us. We learn about Jesus at an early, early age in the Bible. Some of my earliest memories are from vacation Bible school, singing a couple of simple songs that sort of point us to the Bible. Singing the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me, I stand alone in the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And we all know this song, and most children know this, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So what do scriptures tell us about the res Christ's resurrection? In Acts 10, verses 40 to 41, as read earlier, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all people, but by witness whom God had already chosen. 
by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Then in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 4 to 8, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living, although some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the disciples. He, the last, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. Then in Acts 1, verses 1, uh, Acts 1, verse 3, after his suffering, he presented himself to them, and he gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke of the kingdom of God. So why is Christ's resurrection so important? Well, for one, Christ gives proof that he is, that he is the Son of Man. In Romans 1, 4, and, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ's resurrection proves that his doctrine is the truth. In John 2, verses 19, we read, Jesus answered them, destroy the temple and I will raise it again in three days. Then in John 8, 28, so Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am He, and that I am doing this, doing on my own, but speak just what the Father had taught me. Thirdly, God the Father accepts Christ's sacrifice for the reconciliation of the world. In Romans 4.25, He was delivered over the death of, the sin, of our sins and was raised to life for our justification. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And lastly, Christ's resurrection proves that we're all believers in Christ. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. Whoever lives by believing will never die. Do you believe that? That's from John 11, verses 25 to 26. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead and the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So the gospel is fulfilled. We are witnesses of Christ's resurrection today. He calls by us by name, just as he called Mary by name. Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Son of Man, calls us by name. He's the one who traded places with us as an object of God's wrath and died for us on the cross. He's the one that rose from the dead in triumph and alive and is alive forevermore. God continues to call us by name and he leads us through, through this life. As we heard in the readings from, from, the, from God's word today, God called us by name. It means that his blessings of Christ's resurrection belong to us. It means that, it, that the righteousness he has earned with his holy life is ours. The punishment for our sins has been paid for on the cross. When Christ calls us by name, he promises to remain with us for this life and sustain us for, for our time of death. When the day of death comes, he will call us by name and to live with him forever. Finally, 
we have this promise. Because I live, you live. Amen. Thank you.